Hello and welcome back to the Start Simple Podcast. Hi, how are you? Um, if you have never listened to one of these episodes before, firstly, what you've been playing up. Um, and secondly, thank you for listening. Um, we're going to talk health, fitness, nutrition. So if you find the episode useful, tell somebody about it. Let me know. Tag me on Instagram if you listen, all that jazz. Um, and yeah, hopefully you're, you're going to take a lot out of not just today's episode, but the podcast in general. So we shall get stuck straight in. Also, do you know what? I'll tell you what, if if you're new here, a couple of things that I'll I'll warn you of. We don't do professional here. Um a context, context of, of my current setup. I actually I'm I'm not filming the podcast at the moment, not got the filming <clears throat> pardon me, equipment set up, but uh, I've just had a bowl of crunchy nut and I'm now drinking a can of monster before I go to the gym because that is uh, the optimal pre workout, apparently. Um actually there's carbs in caffeine, fast digesting carbs in caffeine. So it literally is a very good pre-workout. Um, but we're not here to talk about pre-workout. Sorry, I've got a really sore throat today. Um, but we're not here to talk about pre-workouts. We are going to talk about something that I I have a lot with clients that I've, I experience myself. And I know a lot of people have. And I think sometimes this time of year, it can happen even more so. Because we're coming into summer, lots of people will have holidays. <clears throat> Pardon me. Sorry, I told you I've got a sore throat and also I don't edit the podcast. We we keep the reality in, so if I sneeze, you're going to hear it. Um, but this sort of time of year where kids' summer holidays, maybe you're going away or you know certain jobs and things like that can get a little bit busier um, as you move into to summer months. And also, the heat, if you're in the UK, Ireland... Um, tends to be more social things going on, all these things. And basically what's really common when it comes to nutrition and training at this time of the year is that people can get in for want of, in fact, I said want of a better phrase. There's not a better phrase. You can get stuck in a rut. And that's what we're going to cover is what to do when those sort of periods happen and, and how to get out of them. Because when you're you're in that phase where it's like, I can't get myself into the gym or I don't seem to be able to get back into eating healthy, it almost feels in your head like it's just not going to happen again. He's like, oh shit, it's it's gone now. <laughs> that's over with. Um, and that's never the case. It's never the case. But again, that's easier for me to say, to explain it to you on a podcast than if you, for example, are listening to this right now and you're, you're sort of feeling those things. So we're going to talk about sort of what to do, um, maybe why it happens and, and how I would go about getting somebody back into a good routine around health and fitness. And really important, I think, to say again, this is so common, so common. I think we live in an age where people always post the workouts on Instagram. You can't go to the gym without telling Instagram about it, really, can you? Um, you cook a nice, healthy meal, you're going to probably tell someone about it. It might be a mate's WhatsApp group, it might be a partner, it might be, again, posting it online somewhere. People like to share the stuff that they're doing well. You don't often see people going, oh, cannot be asked. Don't, don't want to get off the sofa today. I've just ordered a Domino's. That doesn't happen, does it? You don't see that side of things. So then you get caught up in this idea that, oh God, what's happening to me isn't normal when the reality is it happens to everybody. So I'm not just talking about, you know, just not going to the gym or, or being more relaxed around your diet, but just generally like the, the way that feels because it, it is a it's a bit of a shit feeling, isn't it? If we're honest, when you're sort of stuck in that place and you, you you almost want to, that's the thing, you want to get back into routine, but you're not sure on the steps to take. So that's what we're going to cover. Now, a little preface to this. Your work longer term will dictate the impact that this period 
has on you and your results, if you like. I talk all the time on this podcast about your habits around behaviors, around your day-to-day actions, okay? And you might not realize it, okay? You might not realize how important those things are. But when you get into these periods, if you generally have built up some really good habits around maybe it's activity levels and getting for a walk or around your your day-to-day choices around nutrition or, or exercise or anything like that, if you've built those habits up over a long period of time, then these stuck in a rut moments, they're not the end of the world, okay? They often mean periods of maintenance, maybe where you don't really see any massive strength gains or anything in gym or fitness sort of stores because you're just not quite consistent. But if you are working on habits, and again, I use that word so often because it's so important, but if you are working on those little things each day, then these periods of being stuck in a rut, it it almost means that it's going to be a period of maintenance, as opposed to it being a huge backward step, which is what people think happens to everybody. Now, if you're somebody who doesn't focus on habits, if you're a typical maybe yo-yo diet where you're on it or you're off it, then these periods can be a little bit more where where you take step backwards because you're not focusing in the first place. When you are in maybe a better place, you're not focusing on the things that matter. You're chasing these quick results. So what impact that period of being stuck in a rut has is actually going to be decided by your general approach all year round. And again, focusing on those little daily steps, the little habits. I know it's boring. I know I've said habits about 600 times already in this podcast, but that's to stress the the importance of it. Now, the reason I said at the start of the podcast was I'm going to talk about what I do with my clients when these things happen. It's because it happens to my clients. Again, it happens to me. I think there's this assumption that just because you're working on your health and fitness or you have a coach or, again, you, like me, you, it's your job, you're a personal trainer, nutritionist. I think there's this assumption that, oh, it never happens to you then. And it does, okay? Just because somebody, again, doesn't work with a coach or doesn't know what they're doing doesn't mean that these periods won't happen. What I say with my clients and when these moments happen with them is that I'm the person who's able to to look at it from the outside and maybe rationalize it a little bit maybe to just identify what's happening maybe to just calm them down and say okay yes this is happening yes we need to get you back into it but it's not the end of the world and being able to take that step back for yourself that's a difficult thing to do it's really hard to be rational about your own progress when you ultimately are emotionally invested in it to some level so just having somebody else there who can whether it's just speaking to a friend a coach message me on instagram if you're not sure um Having somebody else there to be able to help rationalize it, I think is a really useful tool. Don't, if you're struggling with, again, anything around your health and fitness, have a conversation with somebody, just get a little bit of support. Again, it doesn't have to look like coaching. It could just be talking to your mates, talking to somebody you know from the gym, whatever. Um, But don't get caught, caught up in your own head about it. So off the back of that, the very first thing to actually do, and this might seem a little bit obvious when you're in these periods, is to recognize that it's happening. Like so often we can be stuck in a rut. I'm going to say that phrase so often, but you know, it is the name of the podcast. Um, And you don't even notice it. You don't realize it's like you wake up one day and you're like, oh shit, I haven't been to the gym for a month. I haven't actually thought about protein or vegetables for three weeks. You don't realize that you're actually in that place. So the first thing is actually just holding your hands up and say, okay, I'll let things slip a little bit here. I've let things a little slip there can't speak. I've let things slip. Things aren't particularly moving in the way that I'd like them to move. 
I recognize that now I'm going to start to do something about it. If you don't do that, then you're never actually going to make the progress because then you're just going to be in that place and ultimately have no awareness for it. So even having a check-in with yourself, just checking in with yourself every week, have I done things this week that I want to be doing? Am I making the progress that I want to be seeing? Am I making decisions that are making me feel good? Just having like, again, I get, um, I have a weekly check-in with my clients. I journal myself most days. I get a lot of my clients to journal. That's all it's doing. It's just checking in with yourself. If you don't have those moments, you're never going to catch it and recognize it. So let's say you've done it. You've recognized it. You're like, okay, here I am. I'm, I'm in that place. I need to do something about it. Normal response from most people is, right, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to run through a brick wall. I'm going to meal prep everything. I'm going to go to the gym for six hours. Maybe not six. Um, tomorrow I'm back on it. Now that's all well and good and that's a really nice way to think but ultimately you've just had three weeks where your nutrition's probably been a bit shit, your activity level's been lower, maybe sleep, maybe not hydrated, you're not going to be in the best place. So I can almost guarantee if you go into the following day like right today's the day, life changing, about a week later you're going to be in the same position. So what I always look to do um, is go for what's called low hanging fruits. You might have heard that phrase before. Ultimately, well, think about it, It's if you are walking by an apple tree and there's a low-hanging apple or a high-hanging apple, you're going to pick that low-hanging apple, the low-hanging fruit. Um, and it's looking at the easy, easy changes that aren't going to massively impact you, that you can literally implement straight away. Water. Without really having to like completely change your life and kick yourself in the arse and like spend hours and hours of prep, you today could probably drink more water. You could probably go for a walk after work. You could probably not change anything around your diet, but you could add some vegetables in. Really small, low-hanging fruits, which again are just going to start taking the steps towards being back in the rhythm. Now, there's two main sides of when, again, stuck in a rut. There's two things that usually you're trying to get right. You're either trying to get back into a training routine and get back into the gym, or you're trying to get back on top of your nutrition, get back into a diet and phase, whatever. So first, we'll talk about training. Right, I've actually said this to a client this week. Two clients, actually, who come to mind. One who definitely listens to the podcast. Hi to that person. Um, this, honestly, is going to sound... You're just going to sit there and go, are you serious, mate? Is that all the advice you've got? But the best piece of advice that I can give you with training when you're stuck in that position is go to the gym today. I know, life-changing stuff. You're like, oh my God, that is, I've never thought of that. I realise you probably thought about that. But you've actually thought about it too much. You've built it up as a thing. You've built up as, oh my God, I need to go to the, I need to do, 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 do. you think that you have to really like G yourself up and then you, you, then you say to yourself, actually, no, not today. I'm going to go tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to go the weekend when I'm off work. I'm going to, and you, you continue to put it off. Stop putting off. Stop that. Go now. Go today. Doesn't matter how long the session is. And this is what I do with my clients when we're trying to get them to get back into the gym. I actually don't get them to do a specifically programmed session. I will often say something along the lines of, Pick three exercises you enjoy. Do 10 reps of each exercise and walk out of the gym. Or set a timer for 30 minutes and just do whatever you fancy in that 30 minutes. Or go and pick a piece of cardio equipment that you feel comfortable with and just get into the gym. Or message one of your mates and see if they want to do a gym class with you. Because the barrier usually isn't the actual training. The barrier is walking in the front door of the gym. That's the challenge. The challenge is not about what you do when you're in there. The challenge for you when you're stuck in that place is actually just literally putting your trainers on and walking through the front door of the gym. 
That's what we need to break. So however we need to break it, it doesn't have to be an exact program session. That'll come with time. You're not going to start doing proper exercise programs while you're not going to the gym at all. So it's not about what you can do. It's about simply getting you back in the rhythm of going to the gym. And how are we going to do that? You go and do it today. The longer and longer you put it off, the more and more you overthink it, the more and more you end up not doing it. So whether it needs to be a time training session, training uh, exercise class session with a mate, picking your favorite exercises, it does not matter. You have to just break that mental barrier and go as soon as physically possible for you. You might be going while you're listening to this podcast. Credit to you if you are. Um, There's not, honestly, I wish there was a better answer with training. But it literally comes down to that, is to just getting yourself in the front door of the gym. Then, once you've done that, you're going to get that feeling that we all get when you leave a gym and you're like, yeah, sound, I feel good for that. Then you can start to build something back up. Then you can start to think, okay, maybe next time I go, I'm going to do my training session that I've got programmed. Or I'm going to actually think about what I'm doing a little bit more. I'm going to log my lift. Or I'm going to add an extra exercise in next time. But you're never going to get to that stage without simply getting yourself in the place, in the first place, in the gym in the first place, sorry. Um, So that's the main thing with training. Nutrition's a little bit different. Nutrition, there is a, a number of different things we can talk about and look at. Again, very similar to you trying to throw yourself in at the deep end. If you've had a period, again, stuck in a rut, and you go straight to trying to be back in a deficit off the back of a week of eating shit, that's not going to be particularly helpful. Let's put this into context. A calorie is a unit of energy for your body. A deficit is taking in less of something. So a calorie deficit is giving your body less energy than it needs. If you've just had a long period where you're feeling lethargic, where your diet quality is poor, we don't particularly want you to have less energy than you need at the moment. We want you to just be eating better foods that are going to energize you. So going jumping straight back into an aggressive deficit again, it's the typical diet starts on Monday. This is why it doesn't work. Your body's not even ready for it. Your body's saying, Jesus Christ, I just want to have some energy levels. I just want to exercise a little bit. And you're going, no, have less energy right now. Dieting can come. There's nothing wrong with going into a deficit. But if you're going into the deficit off the back of the period where you've not been feeling great, it's a terrible idea. A good example of this is Christmas. I very rarely put people into a deficit who work with me in the first two weeks of January. Unless um, some people don't celebrate Christmas, some people have quiet Christmases, some people maintain like training and nutrition or whatever through Christmas. But, you know, really common thing at that period of time is there's Christmas parties, there's usually alcohol, there's less nutritious foods involved. And then what do most people do? They go on the 1st of January and they're like, right, cool, diet starts. And you end up failing it by about two weeks into January. What I like to do in those two two week periods, and again, it'd be similar if you're stuck in a rut, um, is to focus on diet quality, focus on energy levels, get those things in place first. Then, then you can start to go back into a deficit. So even if you just have to have a week of just eating and getting your eating back to normal, cool, do that. Focus on your energy levels there. Focus on your level there. I cannot speak. Again, if you're new here, that's not getting edited. Target your energy levels first. Focus on building them up. A question I always ask to people is, what does my body need today? What can I do for my body today? Literally, with those two questions, you'll get answers to what needs to happen. It might be, I need to probably get up and go for a walk. Or I, you, like We all have that feeling if you have a long period without eating fruit and veg, you're like, I just need some nutritious food. Ask yourself the question, what does my body need today? today? What can I do for my body today? That will literally give you the next steps of that day. Stop trying to crash yourself into the floor with a diet and think about how can I actually look after myself? 
that's going to do you so much more long term. Chances are in that period as well, your food choices will have dropped off. Like I say, you'll be eating less nutritious foods. You maybe haven't been doing food shops. You're doing that thing where it gets to five o'clock on a Thursday evening. You're like, I'm driving home from work. Can't really be asked to cook. You stop at Tesco Express. You get an oven pizza. You go home, you eat the oven pizza and that's your tea for the night. And then you have a tub of ice cream afterwards. Oh, hi. Talking to myself when I was 20. That was me. Um, I know how it is. I know these things happen. I know what happens to you. Um, And you start to opt for these convenience type foods. Well, okay. That's something we can arrest straight away. Again, simple solution. Why don't we go and do an actual food shop? I know, again, these things, I'm not saying anything that like is groundbreaking by get yourself in the gym straight away, go and do a food shop. But these are the basic things that when you're in that headspace, you will neglect them. You won't have done a proper shop. You won't have filled the fridge. You won't have done the basics. You'll have absolutely overlooked them. It's what consistently happens. And then as opposed to going back into thinking about those simple things, you think that it needs to be some sort of dramatic shift when actually, if we're going to get you out of this period where things aren't quite smooth and where you want them to be, we just need to go back to some really simple things to get some structure back into your life. As opposed to the last minute Tesco run. So again, make sure, like, what's your food environment look like? Such a good question to ask yourself. What's your food environment look like on a day-to-day basis? I would like to think an optimal one would be protein sources available, fruit and vegetables available, lean meats, and realize that's protein, um, oats, nuts, seeds, foods that are high in fiber, as well as that, making sure that you're not completely neglecting a bag of crisps, not complete like, I don't have chocolate in the house. When's that ever worked for anybody? It's not. Um... But at the same time, we don't want it to be an empty fridge and the only thing that you've got in is biscuits in the cupboard. Your work environment, are you are you bringing nutritious foods? Again, things like yogurt, fruit, um, and things that you can have in work, as well as the, the staff room snacks that will be out. Are you putting yourself in an environment around food that is going to make it easier for you to get those energy levels back and get you back into routine? Because if you're not, that's what you need to focus on. And at the start, that might mean by doing a little bit more. It might be that in terms of getting your actual structure back, maybe you're that person who you're like, no, I've been, I've been solid, like I've been on it for a long period in the last month or so. It's just not been quite right. And when you are actually in a good place with it, it's beginning to be second nature. You just eat higher protein foods. You just eat or you just drink enough water and you just go to the gym, but then you've lost that rhythm a little bit. Well, getting back into that structure might mean doing a little bit more at the start. It might mean that the time it takes for you to be organized and for meal prep and everything takes longer. And that probably goes for anybody who's ever struggled with dieting. I actually had a conversation with somebody the other week and we talked about meal prep and they were finding fat loss more difficult. And again, during the day, nutrition wasn't maybe optimal and and choices weren't great. And I said to them, how much time can you give me for meal prep each night? And they said, "I've, I've not got time in the evenings for meal prep. And I said, okay, talk me through your day. And then they told me how in the evenings, they've started getting more time in for a walk in the evening. I was like, okay, can we cut that short, that walk short? Can we actually maybe instead of doing a 45 minute walk, do it for 20 minutes, use the additional 25 minutes for meal prep. And then the answer was, I'll be honest, the answer, this was them. They said, I'll be honest with you. I actually do have meal, meal prep time. I just can't be asked with it. Okay, cool, fair enough. But if you are struggling consistently with your nutrition and your diet and you're not willing to put in the time to get organized around your meals, whether it be for the week or the next day, then I'd be asking a serious question of you. 
if it's truly the thing you want to work on and you're not willing to commit a little bit of time at the start, again, right, for me, I remember this sort of period of my life where I really had to start to learn about nutrition and the choices didn't come easy and there was times where I'd slip up um, there was times where I'd spend longer in the kitchen than I would have liked to have been spending in the kitchen. There was times where I'd think about food prep more than I would have liked to think about food prep. Nowadays, that doesn't happen. Like, for example, I just said to you that I had a bowl of cereal before working out. I would never have done that in the past because I wouldn't have understood the impact that cereal had. I would have been like, oh no, that's a terrible meal. The rest of my day has to go out the window. Nowadays, I, I realise that that is a tiny portion of calories throughout the day. I know that the rest of my meals are based around protein and those choices come second nature to me. That's only happening because for literally years, I started to build habits, started to build understanding. Obviously, I've got a very different level of education because it's part of my job, but it's the same thing for you. It might mean at the start, you have to put in a little bit more time into these things. There's no point in me dressing it up. But that time is so rewarding. That was a complete tangent as a as a general thing but even again if you're just sort of stuck in that period of can't get out of the rut then getting out of that period might mean that you have to just put in that little bit more time the night before you have to put in that little bit more time on a Sunday to prep a few meals for work that's okay it's not going to be like that forever it's like learning to drive genuinely now obviously there's an awful lot of factors to this but when I was learning to drive I'm sure you were the same Honestly, my first like driving lessons and that, I'm thinking about the clutch, I'm thinking about the gear stick, I'm thinking about the wheels, I'm thinking about checking my mirrors, I'm thinking about putting my hands at 10 to 2, nobody does that. Um, I'm thinking about the wing mirror, I'm thinking about the indicator, pressing the wind wipers, which is meant to be the indicator, and my head's completely going, and I'm having to think about so many different things. I'm sure you did the same. Now think to how a drive might look for you now. Think about how many of those factors just become natural to you. That will happen around your diet and nutrition, but it's just that initial investment in time, which is harder and it can be more frustrating and changing habits is really difficult, but it's what needs to happen. Again, that's not necessarily just about being stuck in a rot. That's just an overall like approach to, to dieting. But when you are stuck in a rot, it might mean that you have to put that time in um, just to get yourself back on focused. Again, if you're somebody who you built up those habits over a long period, realistically, that's only have to be a week or two just to get you back in the swing of things. And that's cool. And then the final thing I'll say on it is that, again, it, I was just going to say you're a human being and I fucking hope you are because if there's AI technology or a dog listening to I mean, if there's a dog listening to this, that's amazing. Um, but it'd be quite weird if anyone listening to this wasn't a human being, but you are, which means that these periods will happen, whether it's around again, like times like Christmas or birthdays or this time of year with summer and more commitments and holidays and whatnot, you will have periods where the gym and your diet just they take a backward step. That's cool. That's normal. Acknowledging it, one of the most important aspects of it. And it's why, like I said at the very start, having habits that keep you at a baseline and overall like healthy position is so important. I regularly have it where maybe somebody will finish, like I've had clients who have worked with me in the past and then they come back to do some more work with me again. And we have a conversation and what's happened in the time between working with me. And like, yeah, I've kept on top of most things. It's just that I want to give it an extra push now. Cool. That's what habits does for you. It keeps your baseline or your maintenance position in a very different place, which is why periods in a rut are fine, providing that generally those are the, the that's the way that you're approaching your fitness. It's focusing on habits. It's focusing on behavior change because, hey, that's what I'm here to talk about. So hopefully that helps if you get into those moments, if you find those periods happening to you more often. If it's you right now, please let me know. Um, share the podcast. Tell people about it. 
Have a fantastic day, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this, and I will see you on the next episode.